Good afternoon. I'm speaking to Tony uh, on the re release day of his new book, or first book, I think. Hiya, Tony. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, thank you, Donna. Yeah, uh, my name is Tony Millington. Um, currently residing in Peterborough, just out up the road from uh, Donna, actually, in, uh, in Bedford. Um, yeah, my uh, first book for my new um, publisher, Cardiff uh, Press, which is called um, Family First, uh, has just received its publication as of today on Kindle. Uh, I just got the, I don't know if you can see that properly, um, the front cover on the Kindle version is that. Um, so the other things, the um, paperback won't be due out until October, I've been told. Um, I don't know when it's going to be coming on, on audio. Uh, that's the first book in the crime drug police procedural series uh, for DS uh, Watson and DS Monteith. Uh, and book two in the series is due out in October, November time. And do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Um, yeah, um, I said it's a police procedural one. Um, it's set in uh, what I call it's uh, set in a fictional town called um, West Ravenswood or West Ravenswood, West Ravenswood. Um, which is Peter Borey-ish. Um, I didn't want to um, do Peterborough. Uh, main reason is um, just uh, Tony Forder and um, Ross Greenwood seem to have monopolised Peterborough already. Um, and I felt coming in when they've already done it uh, as a fresh-faced author uh, a few years ago, um, I didn't want to um, do the same thing again. So I made up a little bit of an uh, anomaly of um, mashup of a couple of payoffs of Peterborough, a couple of districts of Peterborough, uh, and mashed them together and came up with West Ravens Wood. Um, so the two uh, detectives, um, which are uh, Keith Monteith and Terry Watson, uh, went to school together and then went to the uh, police training together and now um, they were set up about six years previously on the agency which uh, is assigned with uh, the police force at West Ravenswood. Uh, and it's just this is just the start of it. Um, I've got four books all with Dark Express now, already for release. So the first piece of this month year, and the second will be coming out next year. And it's sort of like they follow on into each other. So there may be there's things that you, I'd say something in the first book, which may not turn up until book three, four, later on in the series. Uh, did you always want to be a writer? Mm, no, I didn't. It was, this just came up as by chance, um, way of novel writing or anything. Um, early days, I've done um, 15 years in the MOD as a civil servant, uh, working at the local OES stations in and around Peterborough. Uh, and then I did a few years in um, adult social care for the local 
um, local county, the local Peterborough uh, city uh, council. Uh, before that, I was here, there, and everywhere with different with different jobs. Um, writing came came about when I was listening um, in my car to the radio, stuck in a traffic jam, uh, coming over from work, and um, they were talking about books and writing. And somebody said the architectural thing that's saying everybody's got a book in them. So I'm hearing that, and my brain goes whirring. Um, and over the next few weeks, I uh, jotted down some ideas and a very rough draft of um, Family First came out about a year later. I finished that. Growing it ever since and now in support into four books now. <laughs> and did you know when you wrote the first one that it was going to be a series? Um, yes and no. Um, I wanted it to be a series, and uh, why I ended the first book, I could definitely work it into a second book. Um, but writing the first book was more of a, let's see if I can do it. Um, if it gets published, it gets published. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It sits in the drawer somewhere, like everybody else who's the first book of the first ones. So I wasn't really planning on actually going, I'm going to get published. Um, it was a case of if it does, it does, if it doesn't, it doesn't. And has it turned out to be tougher than you thought, easier than you thought? Um, a bit of both, actually. Um, there's something the last, the last time I spoke, I saw um, Mike Craven on, he said, with all with uh, getting published. There's quite a bit of luck involved in it, not just, um, you might think you've got the perfect book um, that you've written, but it's not until you put that out to publishers and agents and other people say, yes, you have, and we'll take it on or not. Um, then the things, then it snowballs from there. I kind of uh, fell into it. And I did have a bit, I had a very big look, piece of luck uh, with starting writing. Um, when I finished the first one, uh, which is now Family First, um, I was going through a bit of a, a mental uh, mental piece, another breakdown uh, during the writing, finishing the writing. Um, and I got to know during that time uh, Ross Greenwood. And I'd spoken to him. I went searching about other other um, people in Peterborough who were authors and I lost came up. So I started speaking to him and met him and everything. Um, and in 2017, um, he invited me as his guest to the Darker Side of Fiction, which was being held at one of the hotels in Peterborough, and invited me as his guest. He was there doing his books uh, for book signings and we've been to the most of them. About 40 or 50 different authors there and people from the, uh, come in and talk to them and see if they are interested in the books and everything. So I went as his guest um, 
and it was the first time I'd been out of the house for God knows how long. So I don't know how long I was going to stay there for. If I stayed there for 20 minutes, it was good for me. If I stayed there for longer, it was even better for my mental health. Um, anyway, there I was there, I met him, and he was on the same table. They put him on the same table as Tony Ford and Jane James, another one of the local authors here. So I've been talking to all three of them and, and like, and Ross said, um, he said, have you finished your, your book? I said, yeah, I have. He said, uh, I was seen about getting it published. I didn't know how to found it. And he pointed me in a gentleman's direction um, to another person that was there, um, David McCaffrey. And he had just started up uh, British Next Bestseller. And he also, uh, his other job was mental health. So I went across to him and I had a chat with him and spoke to him over mental health. And then I spoke to him over, over my book that I'd just done, etc. Just send me, send me a, here's my email address, send me across the manuscript. I'll take a look at it and see what happens. Uh, about a month later, he, ran, he um, emailed me back and said, yes, I'm interested in it. I want to publish it. So the first publisher that I'd actually spoken to, uh, and he said, yeah, I'll jump at a chance, I'll grab it. Um, so about, what would say, about nine months to a year later, it was out and um, it was being published under its original title of One Silent Grief. So, yeah, I'm a published author, brilliant. And I started, already started working on the second book. Um, so I was sort of really enjoying it, really enjoying being a, uh, a, yeah, an author there. Um, how did you um, choose character names and how much of yourself are in your characters? Character names at the moment um, with the first book was um, either the surname or the first name of people that I already knew but I mashed them up and I didn't, didn't use the same surname or the same first name. Um, so I knew people, like lots of them on people, I know some of them, I know people who are called that. And also the um, CCI in that one, uh, Crompton, and that somebody can still uh, advertise their name, Crompton. Um, so it's just an amalgamation of people that I, I knew in the way of the name. Um, is there some in, um, in me, in them? I don't know, perfectly honest. I didn't set about putting it putting myself in them. Uh, they just took on a took on something of their own. Like, like most other authors say, they speak, start speaking to you in uh, in your mind uh, and take the um, take the story off to where they want it to go. Um, so maybe, maybe not. I'll leave that for the readers who know me. Uh, people who know me and then read the book say, am I in there? What's the most interesting thing you found doing research for your books? Uh, the interesting, ooh. how a body behaves when it's submerged in water after somebody's been shot or something like that, um, and the bloating and um, how it smells and gases that are inside of it. But, uh, yeah, that's one, one of the things that we've done. And, um, 
how a body reacts if it's been burned. <laughs> but yeah, the thing from Christ was quite interesting to you that. What's your most um, <clears throat> overused word or phrase that you have to edit down? Um, going through, when I went through the last manuscript for the book for before I sent it off, I found out that I was using uh, so and well at the beginning of each sentence with somebody speaking. So most of that disappeared out. Mm -hmm. um, right, you'll have to ask me then because we see what the other ones are. <laughs> But there are, there's quite a few, I mean, you're doing in, uh, uh, with, uh, you're writing paragraphs and you're like, the same word pops up three or four different times and when you go through it, you have to get a better change back. So that, that's what I do. Have you always been a big reader? Uh, no, not really. Um, not from when I was young. Um, I didn't read books or anything. Or if I did, I can't remember the title of it. Uh, I was more into uh, reading sports stuff. So I was getting the magazines that were out at the work, the football magazines out at the time, which were shooting match. So I was more reading into them. Um, the sports papers and, and things like that, and reference books as well. Um, it wasn't until, it um, wasn't until really I took off again when. Um, I got married and my wife was a big reader um, and she wanted, because we're going away on honeymoon, we just got married and she wanted uh, some books to take away with her for the flight and whatever else. So, so, so we went into the works and she came out with Nathan Alan Folsom's uh, The Day After Tomorrow and I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it when I was reading that. Uh, and then waiting for the next one of his to come out. Uh, while I did that, I started reading uh, James Patterson. And I went help and weather through the whole of, their, whole of his series, uh, from the Croft book to uh, Ruins Murder Club, um, all those ones. Um, I've just about almost done those with them. And when I finished those, I ended up with um, Jack Reacher, that was coming out at the time. So I was reading those most of the time, and I've gone through virtually the whole of those as well. I haven't done the last couple of them, um, because I've been too busy with all of it. Um, and then other authors turned up and I've, I've taken on uh, reading them, like the likes of Frank Gordon and um, Malcolm Holland Drake, uh, to name a couple. Sounds similar to me. I've done that as well. I've read all of uh, Joe's Patterson and Lee Child and, and then went on to Hindi authors. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he, knows how to, he, he knows how to write a good book, something that's fast and pacey. Um, but you also know the fact, especially with um, Alex Cross, you know how his mind works and with his family and, and everything like that. And that's the type of thing I wanted to put into uh, my books. Um, you have um, there's other writers that say the normal ones that have already got uh, baggage to pay. But what I wanted to do uh, when I was drawing up for uh, Watson and Monty is to have a settled family life with, with 
uh, children and uh, the lack of jobs. And, but yeah, there are things that are going on in the background and those do come out uh, throughout the books. Um, I mean, you've you read the first one, uh, I think, um, so you know what uh, Monty's background is at the moment. Um, and, what, uh, and that actually carries on into book two. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been good. <laughs> yeah, um, the, that's one thing that did stand out. There's, um, I mean, obviously it's called Family First anyway, but there's sort of very different dynamics of families, so... Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, without spoilers, there's like, you know, the main storyline, which is family linked. And then, like you say, the two main police as well. So, yeah, it is a big, and it is nice to see coppers getting on with their families and stuff for a Jane. <laughs> My pooch is blind, so he can't jump off the chair by himself. <laughs> um, what's been your favourite moment so far then being an author is there one that stands out oh there's a few that stand out at the moment the first one was um, yeah getting that first book published through British uh, next bestseller and actually seeing your words put down in print in front of you or bound that that was absolutely great um, one of the others is uh, no, um, we went our separate ways uh, at the um, beginning of 2020. Um, so I went looking to see whether I could get a, another publisher. Um, and for about the like, next six months, I took, I, um, I took the book out and managed it out for all publishers and uh, agencies. Uh, didn't really get a sniff back. Some said, yes, thanks, but no thanks. Um, I almost fell into the trap of um, doing uh, the vanity vanity publishing. Uh, and they said, yeah, we can do it if you pay us some money. Yeah, not a chance. So the biggest uh, amount somebody wanted was about three and a half thousand pounds. Which was the biggest I've seen somebody want is 15 pounds. Which is not bad. Uh, but so while this was going on, um, I managed to I can't put a on Facebook an advert from Dark Edge Press, and uh, I thought, okay, I'll have a look at it. I looked at the website, and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll throw it out to them as well um, with, with an email. So uh, to answer your question, this is the next bit, next one. Um, Louise Mullins herself emailed me back about an hour later. Uh, we were great on the email saying, yeah, I absolutely love the um, manuscript for that. And uh, I've sent it across to our commissioning editor, um, Michael, um, and he'll be back. He'll get in contact with you. Um, about, what, less than an hour later after that arrived, Michael turned, turned off with his email. Um, and says, yeah, Louise has passed this across me. I've seen Reddit absolutely love it. But here you've got two others that have two uh, the books and the series you finished. And you're working on your fourth book. Um, and because of that, we'd like to actually have all four books. We want to offer you a four book contract. 
for those of me going, oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Showing the email to the wife saying, am I reading this right? Is this, is this genuine? <laughs> this is brilliant. Because, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I just, oh, right, fine, great. Um, I signed on the dotted line um, the next day with that, with that express. And I've not looked back since. It's been brilliant working with it. Um, the other uh, best one is um, going to Harrogate in 2019 uh, and just walking around and seeing all the other authors, all the same, but, yeah, the more established authors. So you're walking around and you're bumping into the likes of Bal McDermott and um, Mark Dillinger. I'm going, oh, I, him. I don't know what he is. <laughs> well, but, um, Shell Baker, uh, uh, um, she um, collared me to come into a, a photograph she was doing with her and Elaine. Um, and so there was us three, there was Corbin Harland, uh, Val McDermott, and somebody else all uh, in this one picture. And I thought, I'm, I'm in heaven here. <laughs> and just walking around and seeing the, seeing the great Ian Rankin and one or two others, it, it, it was just brilliant just walking around and chatting to people with that. So, yeah, that, that's just one thing that's stuck in my mind. It's a brilliant. It just can't happen at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any fears or phobias and would you write about them? Yes, I don't like needles, which is, <laughs> I got a phobia, well, not a phobia, but I just don't like needles, which is, um, because of what, um, it's all like going into the dentist when they were younger and everything, yeah, I hated it. Uh, the trouble is now I have to take, through uh, um, my medication, and I have to take, um, have needles in the left, right, and centre of the bone, getting blood tests and, and, and the like. So I've had to put up with it, but I still don't like it. Um, would I write about it? Who knows? Might do. <laughs> um, if you were able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? I James Patterson, probably. Uh, to learn more about um, the writing business and, and becoming an author and get some, some good tips about it from him. Um, he did do um, one of those um, was something something on the uh, on the web about uh, a master class, and he was one of the people that was involved in it um, and, uh, for about um, twenty odd weeks or something. Um, he did it. Um, he set out all the writings in the book, the ins and outs and everything. Um, but it was a little bit too much for me to pay at the time, so I didn't actually do it. I think Jed Mercurio is doing one at the moment. Uh, we have to write uh, TV, TV series. But yeah, right. Doing either Lee Childs or um, James Patterson would be great. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I've seen that one with Jed Mercurio, actually. That'd be cool. But yeah, they're just expensive sometimes, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to ask you. Oh, have you got lots of author friends apart from your fellow Peterborough residents? 
Um, a chapter one or two. Um, I mean, Malcolm's Malcolm would be, Malcolm's been brilliant straight from the start. Um, he he looked after me when I was up in uh, in Harrogate, and he's been uh, um, with messages to other every so often and see how everybody's getting on and everything. And, um, uh, Rob Ashman occasionally. Um, yeah, between drinking and yeah. Everybody that's on the UK uh, crime crime book club, um, all the authors on there. They, if you've got any, uh, if you're struggling or you don't want to ask a question, um, they're all happy to help out and uh, and answer anything that you you want to you want answered. Yeah, I know um, Malcolm is uh, lovely. Uh, he's known as Teasy Weezy to me. <laughs> what? As Teasy Weezy. Yeah, or just Teasy for short. <laughs> I, I had to Google it. I had no idea. Just. <laughs> I hate to think I'm not heard him that. <laughs> it's because he said um, every time I asked for help with my degree, he said he was washing his hair. So apparently. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So apparently, um, yeah, and Tony Ford as AJ, just yeah. because like, I like to be different, apparently. <laughs> um, and do you get, have you had much feedback from readers today if you had good reviews and stuff? I've had a few back, um, not many at the moment. Um, there's been a couple, one of the other authors from Dark Edge Press, uh, Alistair, has uh, left uh, F1 on Amazon, and I've had a couple of one on um, Goodreads and one, the first one on the blog tours. Um, I spotted that about an hour ago and both of them are quite favourable to, uh, to the book. Both of them are quite enjoyed it. So we shall see what happens now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm quite enjoying it, yeah. Yeah, I know I haven't done mine yet. Um, I will. <laughs> It'll be on by the end of today, I promise. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. It will also be favourable as well. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> but I'm not telling you what yet. You'd have to wait and see. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, at the moment, uh, listening to music. Um, um, watching my eyes and watching all the football and the cricket and everything else on TV and everything that. Uh, so I'm thoroughly enjoying that, and I've seen uh, Peter and Luke in a plane together on the first match of the season <laughs> down at your down at your place. Um, as well as that, um, we've got a six-year-old um, uh, Romanian rescue dog who takes up all our time. She's absolutely lovely to take her for a walk every day. And also, I'm involved in um, what's called Andy's Man Club. And that's um, to help men who are struggling with life and um, think that they, all the world's against them. Um, they set up in uh, set up in Yorkshire uh, when the person who set it up, his brother-in-law, unfortunately, took his own life. And it's grown now in the five years, so it's been there to about 50 odd um, clubs all around the country and in Scotland and Wales and, and the like. And if uh, any, male, any men 
who are just having trouble with life um, in general, um, feel that they, um, they don't know where to turn. The clubs are there to just put them in to go along, non-judgmental, and just to have a chat to other people and other men that are going through the same crisis as they're going through. Have a cup of tea, have a biscuit, uh, have a general chat, um, just to see how you're going. Um, and I've been doing that for about the last three years, and it certainly helped me. Um, it's every Monday, um, and um, the website is andysmanclub.com, uh, I think, or .co.uk. And there's a whole list of uh, clubs uh, up and down the country in Scotland and Wales. So if there's one near you and you're struggling, uh, please, please come and have a word with us. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't uh, agree more. I mean, I struggle as well. So, yeah, you need to talk to someone. Definitely, it does help. One of the, one of the clubs up in Scotland, I think, have started a, a women's version of it. So whether that'll take off, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I know there's women's clubs that start it um, it's obviously something you feel strongly about. So, would you ever write about your experiences with mental health? Um, there's a little bit in there in, in the books about um, um, mental health and how people feel um, when they're doing the job and, uh, and the like. Um, but I've not gone into it in too great a detail. Not yet. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's affected me quite a bit, and this is really helpful. That's good to know. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not alone, actually, I don't think, in that. It's quite common that just people still don't talk about it. If it wasn't for my writing, uh, my writing's kept me, kept me safe uh, as I'm going along. I mean, um, I'm, without, uh, um, I'm not working at the moment, and becoming an author is the next thing to do. Um, so hopefully something will come up, come up it, um, but if I'm feeling bad, I'll just stick on my music, on the airplanes and type away and start working on any of the books I'm doing. And it helps just to concentrate your mind on other things. Yeah. Uh, what's your biggest dream um, from writing? What would you like to achieve most? To actually do this as a profession now, yeah? from a full-time author. Um, I'd say we've got four books in the process now. I'm never writing a fifth. Uh, I might have one or two ideas that are brewing around in the edit at the moment to see whether any other new series or not. But yeah, just to take this to the next level, I think. Um, I'm not, not wasted or anything and just let it drift or anything, but I want to pursue to do this uh, to see how far we can get. Um, I'm not. As long as I can make a, a, living, a decent living out of it, I'm not uh, looking at being the next Ian Ranking or the big people like that. Yes, it'd be nice to do that, and, um, but uh, as long as I've got, as long as uh, I can make um, a decent income out of it, then that'll be fine. Seems like fair enough goal. <laughs> um, if you were to invite four famous people to a dinner party, who would you invite? Ooh, um, um, 
probably James Patterson again. This is going to go with that. Um, who else? Um, Alex Ferguson. Um, just to pick his brains over um, how, he, how, he, how he became a manager and, and locked after everything. Bruce Dickinson, um, for my moment, uh, because he's, he's, he's got his fingers in quite a lot of pies, not just his work, his um, music, but he's uh, also um, big into his aircraft and everything in flying. So that'd be interesting, interesting to work with him. Um, I don't know the fourth. I can see what happens with that. <laughs> Have we got anything? Sounds like a fun night anyway, so I think oh, you'll be well that. away. Don't worry, it will be. If you were to be able to be a character in any fiction, so any book, any film, any TV series, what would you choose? Um, mine be Mark the Pocahontas in my book, the uh, metalhead in the mythology. Um, he's quite, he's quite not so, but he's quite great for it. He's uh, good to write about with um, In other books, um, um, uh, probably Jimmy Bliss. See <laughs> <laughs> what he wrote. I'll go with your him. hands off, Jimmy Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey Bliss is fine. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, Alex Cross and uh, James Patterson. Yeah, that would be that would be fun actually. Jimmy Bliss is, you know, he's lonely and has his garden. At least Alex Cross has some fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> Better not hear AJ tell it. Hear me saying that it'll kill me. <laughs> Um, if you were to have any superpower, what would you choose? What does that mean? No, I don't know. No, nothing comes to mind. I don't know. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> um, well, I don't think I have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything that I haven't asked you. No, no, that's nice. It's been good to talk to you finally. Yes, I know. We've been talking about this for ages. <laughs> So, yeah, it's been nice, nice chatting, chatting to you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, um, hopefully um, when book two comes out around October, November, then we can uh, do this again. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, so do you just want to remind everyone where they can find out more about you and where they can get your book from? 
Um, yeah, um, I said my Tony Ellington, I'm now um, published author for the DS Monty and uh, Watson Crime procedural book. Um, the first one of the third is due out today on Kindle. Um, and we do have some paperback in October. Uh, it's the first of four at the moment, and I'm currently writing on the sixth. Um, and it's published through Dark Edge Press. And that's Brilliant. it, and you can get it all on, all, uh, all on Kindle and Kobo and all the other good uh, e-reading platforms. Awesome, thank you very much. <laughs> um, I've got a web page, and I haven't got a web page, I'm trying to look for that to see whether I can set that one available. But uh, Facebook, I'm on, um, I've got an author page on there. And I'm also dabbling at Twitter at Tony Millington 9. So, yeah, I'm starting to use those, starting to use that as well now. But yeah, I'm mainly on uh, Facebook if you want to have a word with me and say hello. <laughs> yep, which uh, strongly encourage people to do, as you lot love to hear from us, don't you? <laughs> oh, yes. Can't get, we can't get anywhere without our readers. And uh, if any of the readers that out there, if you uh, post reviews on any of the books that you read, um, it's, it's great for the authors to read those uh, and know that uh, they're helping um, getting us through these pandemic times and everything. Uh, and we're doing something good. Yes, absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>